Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of. One that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. This is a podcast called 25 Whistles Talking Football And they all wear a whistle, yeah it's stupid But what did you expect? It's a podcast called 25 Whistles 25 Whistles Special Wednesday edition of 25 Whistles Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook An official sports betting partner of the NFL Download the DraftKings app And use the code BOBBYSPORTS to get in on the action. Uh, just kick off Kevin and myself today. Ian Rapport will be on a little later. We literally just finished the interview with him, and it was awesome. I thought the contract stuff about uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, just how Lamar is as a dude is interesting, you know. And then the Belichick and uh, – with Belichick and, and, and uh, Saban. Saban, and he covered both of them, but not at the same time. Like, all that stuff's really cool, so I hope you guys hang out for that. Uh, on the show Friday, Trent Dilfer in studio, which is super cool. And then next week, Colin Cowherd will be on. And so I, I was just telling these guys, I was like, what's happening here? Like, what's one guess after the other? One after the other. It's all the hits. It's crazy. <laughs> we can't believe it either. Uh, so a guy that works in iHeartRadio, and he is head of iHeartRadio, the sports department now, which is at the national radio stations and also the Fox Sports brand and so he hasn't always done that. He ran Los Angeles for a while. I'm very close with him. He negotiated against me on my last contract. Not in a bad way. We just work together, mm-hmm. right? He's the guy representing the company. I mean, we're very close. And he is the person who orchestrated this deal with DraftKings. His name's Kevin Legret. And so when I say close, like I'm very close to him. And so we're talking about this deal. And we're wrapping it up. And DraftKings is like, we want to do it. We, you know, at first it was they wanted this show to be done five times a week. And I was like, I don't, I don't have the capacity for that. But I th- really think we can nail it once a week. Well, now we're doing it twice a week, and now it's a third day. So, <laughs> you know, forgive us for doing the extra episodes. But my point is, Kevin goes, hey, um, Cowherd. I was like, what about him? Love him. think he's awesome. Follow him. Watched him uh, on ESPN and listen to him on ESPN. Watch him on Fox Sports now. Listen to him on Fox Sports and podcast. And he's like, all right, I'll get him for the show. I said, that's cool. I'm looking at Cal- uh, Cowherd's Twitter the other night. And Kim Kardashian's in the restaurant where Cowherd was. And there's a, he's like, ah, Kim Kardashian's in here. He takes a picture. But 
it's like a corner of Kim Kardashian's head, but it's literally Kevin Legret right in front of Cowherd at the <laughs> dinner table signing the check. And so I tweet back, and I'm like, I guess Legret's picking up the bill, and he goes, always, always. <laughs> so I did see that picture though. Yeah, and so that's the guy, Kevin, who is kind of the guy that has set all this up and has been my guy here in the company for a long time. But Colin Cowherd on next week. Awesome. Trent Dilfer on this week. It's crazy. We awesome. shouldn't be talking to people this educated. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Uh, so uh, here we are, just Kevin and myself, and we're going to start and just talk about some NFL games coming up this weekend. Uh, Kevin, let's talk about the Colts and the Broncos first. Uh, Broncos are a three-point favorite as of right now. Do you think both these teams are below average? Yes. Yes. And it's both were kind of high hopes coming into the season. And now it's like, well, maybe they're not as good as we thought they were. And both were high hopes because of the quarterback situation. Right. Mostly. I mean, Matt Ryan going to Indy yeah. still had a little spunk in him, you thought. He's fumbling the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. I did see him this morning say, hey, I think we're there. I think we're close. I think we're close. <laughs> uh, I'd have been scared if he said, yeah, we're way far, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they did have a tie. I forget they tied a game. That wasn't, to me, that feels like a loss. Yeah. Looking back at it. And then the Broncos, I don't know what's up. I mean, they lose a running back for the rest of the year now. And is Russell Wilson worth that money? I don't know. And you got to wonder, is that hand or that pinky, whatever it was that bothered him last year and he had that surgery on, is that lingering still? Wait, is that what people are saying? Is it saying it? It's, 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 no, it's just something that you kind of wonder because he just doesn't look the same at all. Even when he came back last year, he came back too soon. And then this year, it's kind of carried over. Yeah, I guess I just wonder if he sucks. Yeah. That too. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they just paid him a lot of money. So obviously people that are paid a lot of money to evaluate that don't think he sucks. They think he's worth it. Or it's just you can't get a quarterback. And so you might as well pay whatever you can get what you can pay him. Mm-hmm. They've been trying for so long now. Who wins? Colts at Broncos? Mm. Uh, I'm going to go with the Broncos. I'm going to go with the Colts. Okay. Let, we'll go straight up. Let's just, you, you, you V me, okay. straight up, five bucks to the winner. Let's do it. You want to do it? Go do it. All right, I'll take the Colts. Okay. Lions and Patriots. Lions are scoring a bunch of points what 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 is your team what do the pads have to what are they doing it all depends on if mac jones plays okay but even if he does and his ankle is if he plays it's because they think his ankle's just good enough to get in the game yeah so if it's i don't think hoyer's gonna play because he's a concussion but, so if it's bailey's happy it's gonna be tough they're gonna put up points the lions are the highest scoring offense but their defense also gives up a lot of points hey i i didn't i thought bailey's pretty I thought so too. I mean, especially coming in Green Bay on the road, like, come on. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, let's say it at the same time so we don't steal each other's game. Okay. Lions and Patriots, one, two, three. Lions. Patriots. Okay. <laughs> Giants and Packers. Uh, Packers, big favorite here. And for, as far as the Giants, they're winning games, but they really haven't played anybody. Yeah. Like, real good, honestly. So it's this is one of their first real tests. Uh, what? Do you think the Packers are finding their passing game? As in, do you think they're finding, is Aaron Rodgers finding receivers he trusts? Yes. I think the more as the season goes along, they'll continue to kind of find it. And Aaron Jones has been good. Even last week, Dobbs dropped a touchdown. So they'll be fine. With Dobbs and Lazard playing again, I mean, Lazard seems like he's the guy as much as he's being targeted. I don't think Lazard is the guy guy. I don't think he has the guy guy now in, in Green Bay. But it's Aaron Rodgers. It's almost like Peyton Manning when he would make guys superstars. Mm-hmm. He'd always have a slot that would go somewhere else and not be as good. For example, Eric Decker. Right? Decker's yeah. a good, good receiver, but when he's with him in Denver, Decker was all world. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could kind of roll through. You could go to when he was in Indy, and he had, can you name a slot receiver in Indy? That he made a world-class slot receiver that you would then draft in fantasy 
Did Stokely play slot? I think Stokely maybe. Stokely would would move around a little bit. Sure, right? Stokely would be one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Giants and Packers. Who wins the game? One, two, three. Packers. Packers. Okay. And also, is Daniel Jones going to play? Good question. I mean, I don't I don't know the answer to that. I, I saw he was hurt. Yeah, I don't know. He's still questionable. Yeah. So. Uh, Steelers the Bills. Bills a big favorite. Bill, we're both going to pick the Bills here, I think. Yes, yes. Uh, but Kenny Pickett's interesting. Yeah. What's going to happen? You know, as far as who he's going to throw the ball to, will he throw Pickens more? Yeah, Pickens had a pretty good game last week. He, he did. Yeah. And he's had a couple strong-ish games now. And sometimes we look at rookies and we go, man, they're not performing. They must suck. It's like, bro, season just started. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Pickens is going to be a really good receiver for them. And Furman, the, the tight end, he's looking at him a lot because – that's what you do when you don't have a lot of time and you probably are not fully caught up on the offense. When you're a rookie, you look to the tight end the, the, and the running backs. Uh, so are we both going Bills on this one? Yes. Okay. Browns and Chargers. This is an interesting game. I think on paper you just go Chargers because of the Chargers and they have Justin Herbert. But it's like the Browns are running the ball like crazy. Yeah. It's hard to stop. Yeah. And the Chargers are also the Chargers. That's true, too. <laughs> you, know? you forget about the Chargers are the Chargers, and they're also the Chargers. Exactly. Like, oh, they're the Chargers, but they're the Chargers. All right, Chargers and Browns. One, two, three. Chargers. Chargers. Okay. Vikings and Bears. Will Justin Field throw the ball? I mean, are they not letting him because he can't? Are they scared to let him throw the ball? I've seen some clips on Twitter, of course, people pulling it, where it's like, hey, he has a guy open here. He's just in a clean pocket. He's just tucking and running. So I don't know if it's him not trusting it, combination of everything maybe. I did see Cooper uh, Cup has more receptions than he does completions. That's funny. On the season, which I, is wild. I was listening to, I think Trent Dilfer talk about how Justin Fields, like one second, and if it's not there, he just runs. Yes. Like he's not letting things develop. I don't know what the fear is. Fear of getting hit, fear of, I don't know. But are the Bears the worst team in football? Who's worse than them? I was going to say, I think the Commanders might be there. They're coming up, but I, the Bears are close. Maybe between those two? Yeah. At yeah. least the Commanders have a quarterback that I would feel semi-confident with not ruining a game in Wentz. If you got to pick two, yeah. if you got to pick up the two, I think I take Wentz. Yeah. I think I do over Fields. Maybe not for uh, if I'm building a franchise, but for like this season, yeah, I probably take wins. Yeah, uh, we both Vikings and Bears. We both taking the Vikings. Yep. Okay. Seahawks and Saints. You've seen the stat probably that Geno Wilson's outplaying Russell Wilson. Yeah. You know they match them up. I, I'm looking at all the stats. It's almost like the Kevin Sumlin and Jimbo Fisher yeah. at Texas A&M, where they go, uh, they've won the same amount of games, yeah. <laughs> yes. and Jimbo's got a tough schedule coming up. Yeah. And Sumlin had won like four of the next five, or you know, whatever it is. It, I, I saw uh, that. Yeah. It ain't a good stat to see, but Geno Smith is out playing Russell Wilson. The Saints are struggling. I mean, they lost it in London. Mm-hmm. So, that, But they've had a couple extra days off. But that London trip sucks. You ever you've been to London? Yeah, a couple times. And it, I mean, that lag is, it's no joke. It's three days. Yeah. Even London, and that's not a far lag. Yeah. That's like you just fly across the Atlantic and you're over there, you're chilling in London. And that still is like three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you got? Seahawks and Saints. One, two, three. Saints. Seahawks. Okay, good. Dolphins and Jets, two is out. But if you're going to have a backup, it might as well be a backup that's won some games and at times has been, I'll say good. Mm -hmm. At times has been good. Not all the time. And I wouldn't say great, but at times, semi-consistently, Teddy's been good. Would you agree? Yeah, no, I agree. Dolphins are a three-point favorite over the Jets without Tua. And I think that they 
a lot of that's linked to the fact that Teddy Bridgewater's a good quarterback, good, yeah. especially a good backup. Boy, that's tough. I'm anxious to see Zach Wilson, though, coming off of last week, the second half of last week, especially the fourth quarter, and see if he can carry that into, I mean, a, a division opponent, opponent, so he's going to know him. Do you think Zach Wilson's the real deal? No, not yet. Did like, you, I can't, I, 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 mm, I'll say you, no right now. Did you at BYU Yes. think Zach Wilson was the real deal? I loved him at BYU. I was hoping the Patriots were going to draft him. Yeah, I think he probably had a better, a better look. Yeah. In that organization. Agreed. Well, it sucks if you're a really good quarterback and you just get put in a bad organization. Yeah. And that's what happens most of the time. I mean, Trevor Lawrence went to a bad organization. Now, some of that organization's been replaced, mm-hmm. and you're seeing him, seeing him actually perform better. Although all the fumbles last week against Philly was pretty rough. They had an interesting, like, strategy. They were just trying to bat the ball out of his hand the whole time. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah, I wonder if that's a yeah. I don't know if anybody's just, tried that before. I, Does he have small hands? I would imagine they'd seen something somewhere, but that's what they tried. They literally tried. They just tried to knock the ball out of his hand the whole game, and that's what they did, and it yeah. worked. I think he fumbled four times, five times, yeah. whatever yeah. it was. Uh, Dolphins and Jets. Dolphins are a three point favorite, and they're on the road, so. But they don't have their quarterback. But Teddy B is mm-hmm. is pretty good. Dang. Okay, one, two, three. Dolphins. Dolphins. Okay. Yeah. It's still the Jets. Like, exactly. It's almost like you got to prove me wrong a bunch of times. Exactly. Falcons and Bucks. Uh, Bucks lost two in a row. That's they did. One of them was to Kansas City, so it's not like that's an ugly loss. Although it wasn't pretty. Yeah, Kansas City. They smoked them pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. Bucks are an eight eight and a half point favorite right now. Falcons just show up and they gr- grittily make games interesting. What are your thoughts on this game? I think the Bucks. Well, there's a lot going on in Tampa right now, but I just think Tom Brady and the Bucks come out on fire. Their defense is pissed off. They're playing at home again against divisional opponent, so I think they'll handle them pretty easily. Uh, I do too. I think losing two in a row and getting to play a team like the Falcons is good. Yeah. Although, don't the Falcons usually put it to the Bucks? Like just traditionally. I know the Saints do. So, yeah. Maybe I'm thinking about the same. Yeah. Uh, okay, one, two, three, Bucks. Bucks. Titans and Commanders. The only reason I even care about this game is because I like the Titans. But NFL-wise, I mean, like, as far as the big picture of the league, I guess, in the conference, the Titans are still playing. Anybody can win that conference. But I would think the Titans would run with this. Would you too? Yeah, I saw the two and a half as of right now, and I'm like, dang, that's not very much for same. the Titans. But at the same time, the Titans, they play up to their opponent and down to their opponent. So... You don't know if you can really trust them, but I'm like you. Obvi- I hope that they win. I think they will win. But two and a half doesn't seem like much. And Traylon Brooks is out for a few weeks with turf toe. Right. Right. And who knows how long he'll be out. And that shouldn't be that big of a deal, except he was starting to get a— he was running a lot of routes every week, more and more routes. And every week, more and more targets. I think he was about to be the guy. Robert Woods performing. Yeah. Uh, all right, Titans, Commanders, one, two, three. Titans. Titans. Texans and Jaguars. I don't think anybody cares. <laughs> no. I like. I mean, the Jags are interesting. I hope they win because I would like to see Urban Meyer look even more stupid. Yeah. You know, if, the more they win, the the worse Urban Meyer looks. Yeah. Because nothing has really changed. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, and and the better that Trevor Lawrence is, it's like, bro, you had, you had it, and nothing happened. So I like Urban Meyer look stupid. Uh, Texans and Jaguars. One, two, three. Jags. Forty okay. Niners. Panthers. I pray to God the Panthers win. I bet them to make the playoffs. I thought they could over in their division. I thought they could maybe win eight, nine games and get in as one of those teams. It's like, how did they make the playoffs? You kind of thought they might have been like the Falcons of this year, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're like, wait, they're in? Yeah. 
Uh, so it's the Niners and the Panthers. What do you think about this? I'm with you. I, I need. I would love to see Baker bounce back. Him have a big game, but going against that Niners defense, the only thing they have going for him is they're at home. But man, that Niners defense the other night against the Rams, yeah, that's looked awesome. I don't think the Rams are either. They're not going to fully form, or they just haven't gelled yet for some reason. Maybe Stafford. I don't know. Is he still hurt a little bit? Like feeling uncomfortable with his arm? But I don't know. They're they're not there yet. Yeah, they don't look. I don't know. The, I don't know if they're missing the piece still. Like everyone's saying, no, they need OBJ. But even just even OBJ came over late though. Yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and they look better. I yeah, it's weird because they carry over. I know that their O lines hurt a little bit right now too, so that helps or that hurts them. But they don't look right. Something doesn't look right. Nothing's clicking. Well, and Cam Akers, what does he get? Maybe one one carry this game, yeah. twenty three the next game. It's like you don't even know what's happening there in the backfield. Yeah. Um. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm just gonna tell you right now. I'm going with the Panthers. I'm not Love it. I'm, right. I'm committed to the Panthers. There's <laughs> some personal bias here. I'm assuming you're with the 49ers. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, they're a seven-point favorite. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys and Rams. This will be fun. Yeah. This will be fun, and it's and I talked to Ian Rapport. Like, do you think Dak wants Cooper Rush to lose? Because if Dak has to take over, and Cooper Rush has never lost a game, and Dak loses a game, he's not going to lose the job, but it's just going to be unwanted, unneeded stress. And annoyance. Yeah. And it would annoy me too. Yes. So, all right. Cowboys and Rams. I think the Cowboys can win this game. The Rams are four and a half point favorites. And you got to think they give the home team three points. Basically, that's that's what you get for being the home team. Mm-hmm. So, um, the two teams they have, right, they're pretty close. It's going to be a good one. Uh, Cowboys and Rams. One, two, three. Cowboys. Cowboys. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going with the Rams. <laughs> I'm I'm invested. I uh, love it. I'm probably biased. I'm invested here. I, I just want to see this Cooper, and I don't I don't like the Cowboys at all. But I just want to see this Cooper Rush thing keep Me going. Too. I want it to be the craziest storyline. Yeah. I want him to win. I want him to beat the Eagles. Yes. I want, uh, and speaking of the Eagles, Eagles and Cardinals. I think this is the Monday night game. Sunday night. Sunday night game. Yeah. yeah. Sunday night game. Um, because when I looked at it, I was like, dang, I gotta watch that. One. That's a, yeah. Oh no, sorry. Bengals Ravens is Sunday night. What? When, when do the Eagles and Cardinals play? Is that just that's Saturday, this late the day Sunday? Game? Yeah. Late afternoon. I think that one t- or three thirty our time. Uh, Eagles Cardinals. Eagles undefeated. I don't think they're the best team in the NFL. I think they're one of the really good teams in the NFL. But Eagles undefeated. Uh, the Cardinals. I don't know what's happening yeah. there. Uh, to me, it's an easy pick of the Eagles, but it is the NFL. So I wouldn't be super surprised if one if a Kyler Murray could take over a game like this, especially late if they're given the chance to. Uh, Eagles the Cardinals. One two three. Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. I want the Eagles. To be undefeated so Cooper Rush can come in and take him down next <laughs> yes. week. That's the it's ul- all about Cooper Rush. Everything is about that's Cooper Rush. That's the ultimate storyline <laughs> yes. right now. Yes. That's it. I love a good storyline. Uh, so that's the NFL this week. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to get $200 in free bets if they do. So here we go. Everybody can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up. Same game parlays. So And I'll give you mine Friday as far as my part. But I'm telling you, I, I really felt like there was some meat on that Arkansas-Mississippi State game. And Arkansas is an eight-point dog right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the quarterback's going to play. And if I don't, and I'm not asking. I don't ask anybody there for inside information, especially now that I have this show. If I didn't have this show, I'd probably be hitting everybody up. Yeah. But I don't, I don't feel like, one, it's fair. I don't know about fairness. I just feel dirty doing it, and then they hear me talking about why I'm making it, even if I don't address it. I just don't want, I don't want to do that. So I don't know. I get that. 
I probably could. I just don't want to put myself in a bad place where people over in that program think less of me, like I'm hitting them up for information. I don't know. Right. And people are asking me, what's going to happen? I don't know what's happened to KJ Jefferson. So I said I was thinking about meat on that bone, and I haven't taken it yet. And the reason I bring it up in the middle of this, I don't know if they're going to be on parlay this week now. But parlay-wise, I believe I'm 4-1 and one on the year on parlays, which is bonkers. Yes. In total games picked, I'm 19-2. But to be 4-1 and one on parlays, I feel pretty good. Yes. I never bet NFL parlays. I always bet college games. And for the most part, it's either Big 12 or SEC. Why is that? The NFL. I can't predict that crap. Yeah, it's I hard. suck at it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to act like I'm good at it. Okay. I would only say I'm pretty good at college games. I've had a good record well, this year. And 4-1 is pretty good. <laughs> And 19 and 2. 19 and 2. Yeah, not bad either. Yeah. Uh, but it's like I watch a lot of SEC football, SEC podcast, SEC dialed in. And I watch a pretty good amount of Big 12. I don't catch a lot of Pac 12 news, honestly. A little bit of ACC, a little bit of national, but I really dial into the SEC and the Big 12 stuff. So I, that's mostly because that's my wheelhouse, my breadbasket. That's what I stay on. And mm-hmm. it's like, if I'm going to bet this, and I'm going to tell you to bet it, this is what I'm going to say. I'll hop into those Big Ten games. I've taken Michigan a couple times this year. Yeah, those games are – those Big Ten games are tough. Because why? Because it's that old school – I mean, other than Ohio State, they put up the 60 points. But other than that, it's, you know, your Wisconsin's, your Michigan's. It's that old school running game and defense, so you just never know. And then it's Iowa. cold up there. It's cold, yeah. Yes. It's, just, it's just a different brand of ball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code BOBBYSPORTS to get $200 in free bets if your team wins. You can place a $5 bet on any football game. That's the code Bobby Sports. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and up, most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. We'll go over a couple college games. You ever, do you go to many college games? Have you been to many college games? No, uh, not really. Out here, I've been to one. I went to the bowl game last year, Tennessee-Purdue. That was great. Yeah, but it's not like a, a true a bowl game sucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've been to a couple, but it's not big in California. So I'm actually hoping to go to one couple this year. Like the atmosphere at a bowl game is like the Pro Bowl of an NFL. It's like <laughs> going to an NFL game, like, yeah, I've been to the Pro yeah. Bowl. But I will say, I mean, because it was the Music City Bowl and Tennessee played in it, that, that stadium, Nissan Stadium last year was rocking. Hey, Scuba Steve, you ever been to a college football game? I was going to say, when Kevin said it's not rocking for college football in California, you're hella wrong. Oh, I've where? been to the Stanford game in the Bay Area. It is fire. Never been to one of those. I've been to a no, no, game yeah. at USC. Okay, okay. you're fire. comparing it to... Okay that's, okay, that's like two ACC teams claiming we're one of the top teams in the country because we only play each other. Well, I mean, the, the game as a whole of winning, I didn't care. Just the atmosphere, the college about. kids. I went to UCF in Orlando. Fire game. So much fun. Tailgating. It just it was so cool. I didn't care who won. It was just the atmosphere. And I'm sure they were fun. Yeah. Well, my but, my but, dream is to go to an SEC But like game. a, a yes. SEC game a bit yes. where it's like religion. Yes. It's just a different, different atmosphere. I'm sure it is, but that didn't that's it, it going, means nothing to me though. What you just said was, man, it was it was freaking gourmet. I'm talking about <laughs> it was Italian like I've never had it. And we we'll go to Fazoli's every week. And yes, it's good. Fazoli's is good. It's great. <laughs> But if you've only ever had Fazoli's or something comparable, you only know Fazoli's. Yeah. So hope maybe we'll get you guys out. I would, yeah. That's like, like a Notre Dame? Game. Is that the kind of game you're talking about? No. No, like no. go to Knoxville. Yeah. Okay. Go to Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee plays Bama next weekend. Go to, oh my God. That's what I, I already looked at. Nuts. That place will be nuts. <laughs> I know. Uh, I mean, I go to Ole Miss. 
Go to Egg Bowl, Ole yeah. Miss, Mississippi State. Yeah. You know, Arkansas, LSU. It's, uh, but then you have to go to those towns and be there. Well, yeah, that's wanna, part of it. <laughs> I don't know if I want to go there. <laughs> so you like what else is there to do besides I, going to the game? That, okay, so you uh, like convenience. Yes. So your fire is convenience fire. Yeah. The game was there, so you went and you had a good time. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. What okay. else can I do? No, no, no. <laughs> but you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. So you don't yeah. really care enough to, like, let's say, travel, drive four hours to a game. No, not at all. No, I'll drive <laughs> further for a theme park than I would for a football game. <laughs> what if I said I got you tickets to Tennessee, Alabama? Okay. And you just have to drive over to Knoxville, three hours, three and a half hours. Would you? Yeah. Just for that reason alone, for nothing else, just to go yourself, you and a buddy. Would you go? Uh, well, are they like cool tickets? Like are they like box seats or like anything fun? <laughs> like drink tickets. By the way, you don't get atmosphere in the boxes. You do a little bit because uh-huh. it, it, it. What's cool now for me is that if I go to Arkansas games, I'm uh, I'm a booster to the program and I do a lot of things there for the program. And so they will put me in a box or if I want. And honestly, too, if I'm just being completely transparent, if I go sit in the seats, it's a lot of people asking for pictures the whole time, and I just want to watch the game. I don't mind taking pictures before the game, after the game. I'll just walk around and do that. But so, but you you lose a little atmosphere yeah. when, you're, when you're hoity-toity. Hmm. And I don't mind being hoity-toity some of the time, <laughs> but you lose a little atmosphere when you're hoity-toity. And I, sometimes yeah. I just wish it was like the old days. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, college football this week, Michigan at Indiana. Michigan's a big favorite. Uh, Tennessee at LSU. You know, LSU's ranked 25. We made fun of them. They've won some games. Is there a chance Tennessee is looking ahead at Alabama when they play LSU in Death Valley? That's the question. I think they. I, I think there's a good chance LSU makes it competitive. I agree. That I've been to Death Valley at night. It's loud. That's one of the, yeah. It's loud and it's drunk. Ooh. If you play in Death Valley, you want to play in the daytime. You want to get stuck at one of the 11 a.m. games. And you're like, woof, dodge a bullet there. Really? Oh, man. Florida, loud. LSU, Baton Rouge, loud. Now you're just showing off you've been to all these places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Awesome. It's pretty cool, though. That's it's pretty cool. Awesome. Uh, TCU at Kansas. Okay, let's see what Kansas is made of. They've, they're 5-0. and oh. mm-hmm. Now they're playing a team that's ranked in a seven-point favorite. TCU's a seven-point favorite at Kansas, they must think TCU is a lot better. Listen, TCU took Oklahoma to the woodshed. Yeah, I mean it was never a game. It was never a game. That'll be interesting though. Kansas and TCU. It'll be fun. Yeah, that that. And I hope TCU. I hope uh, Kansas wins that game. Me too. It's fun when Kansas is is winning games. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Mississippi State, uh, eight point favorite right now. We talked about that a little bit. Uh, Auburn at Georgia. That'll be a disaster. Bloodbath. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Uh, sh- uh, it's that it's that meme where Homer Simpson walks into the bar, Mike puts the hat on and takes the hat off and walks back out. Oh, yeah. uh, hello and goodbye. Yeah, yeah. At Moe's. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, with a hat. Yeah. Uh, Utah, UCLA. I don't know what to think about Utah because when they, I, I guess I'm just letting the Georgia game just sit and live in me. The no, Florida, no, no, no. Florida, Florida, Florida game. game yeah. yeah, the Florida game just sit and live in me. Yeah. It's like Oregon with the Georgia game. I just let that game sit. So is. Every time they're like, Oregon's killing it. Look at, I'm like, are they? They yeah. played a big boy school and got run. Yeah. Until Utah or Oregon plays USC, then we don't know. But then how did then, USC? Then we really don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ohio State and Michigan State. Ohio State's a big favorite. And then A&M and Alabama. I don't think it's going to be a game. Mm-hmm. I think Saban's going to r- just run the bricks off of Jimbo Fisher for a couple of reasons. One, because he can and they're better. And then two, because he wants to. Yeah because of the situation where Saban calls out Jimbo. Jimbo then goes back into the press conference, and it's like, oh, 
You want us to share what we know? Yeah. That whole situation? Yeah. And I know they're all buddy-buddy, supposedly. They ain't buddy-buddy. Uh, Saban's going to put it on them. I, th- I feel like it's, he's going to beat the brakes off of them, yeah. they say. Ain't good. Alabama was a little overranked just because they had a great number one ever recruiting class. But again, you have a bunch of freshmen. What are you going to do? It's not, it's not Michigan. It's not Fab Five. It's not basketball where one person mm-hmm. at 18 can really be a difference maker. Mm-hmm. Football, there's a reason they won't let them go to the NFL. They're not <laughs> developed yet. Not ready. Uh, so the weeks get better, meaning better, more games, more better games every week. Yeah. And we're finally to that stage now. We're in college football. There's good games every single week. Um, I think that's it as we look through the games. We're going to go to Ian Rappaport in a second. Uh, anything you want to say, Kevin? Um, no, I thought the Ian interview was great. Looking forward to that one for sure. He's awesome. Great, uh, great personality, that guy. And then uh, Trent Dilfer coming up on Friday. Mike, anything from you? Uh, Cowherd next week's going to be awesome. Yep. And Scuba Steve, who is sitting here and running the cameras today because Eddie's not here. Uh, yes. What, what are your thoughts on life? Well, my thoughts on life are um, my wife's actually going to be out of town for a month. So I'm going to be doing some boy stuff. So if you have tickets to a football game, I will check it out maybe. Well, the problem is I don't ever give tickets to football games to people who do boy stuff. <laughs> hey man, I'm looking to do some boy stuff. Uh, do you have any, like, I don't know what that means. Uh, man stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah man things. Oh, there you got go. it. And what kind of boy stuff are you looking to do though? Like your wife's gone, so what? Kids are gone too. What's uh, kids are gone Just too? Yeah. You. Just me for three weeks to a month. And like, what do you think in your mind you're gonna do? I don't. I know that Kevin's always like, you got to go to Tin Roof. With, oh, you're gonna go to the bars. I may check out a bar night just to see what it's like because I haven't done it since I moved to Nashville. But Kevin, you're a single dude, right? Yeah, it's different. Difference. Yeah, different, I wouldn't I'm, recommend. I'm a good wingman though. I could definitely hook him up with somebody. Like I'm good at like starting the conversation and sliding it over to Kevin. Do you need help hooking up, or like even finding girls to go out? With? I don't know what your rap is. <laughs> no, <laughs> check us. No, I, I wouldn't say I need help, but it's always good to have a friend if they have friends. You know, you need to occupy them. Or to talk them up a little bit. Do you that date a bunch that. of girls at the same time? No. Do you no, date- that's not my style. I'm I'm past like the I'm 31 now. I'm past the going out every weekend trying. You're to just get, out of the cycle right now. Uh, maybe that's what in. it yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, do you regularly have a girl you're dating? No. How uh, often do you have a girl that? How often do you go on dates? Uh, I've taken. I actually just went on one last week for the first time in probably a couple months. Ever since, like, you know, with work and everything, I was like, I'm just going to take a few months off because I wasn't wasn't going very well. So How'd that go? It went good. Yeah, it actually went pretty good. And what is your move? You you see, do you meet her in a bar or do you meet her in an app? No, this is actually an app, which I've never been a big advocate for. I don't, they've never really worked for me. I'm more of an in-person kind of guy. Even on the app, I'm like, five messages. I'm like, okay, we meeting up or not? What are we doing here? But the app's a numbers game more than anything else. In yeah. person, you just, there just may not be people. And on an app, you're going to miss a lot more, but at least there's opportunity for you to have a conversation, right? Right. So you, what app? Hinge. Is that the one that you deem is safe and has quality uh, girls, women? Yeah, it's not like your Tinder or um, even Bumble. I've had some success on Bumble, but yeah, it's more of the, you know, I'm here for a reason, not just a... Do you post shirtless pictures in your profile? No, I don't. (laughs) You should, though. Do you you show your tattoos in your profile? Of course. Do you highlight those? Of course, yeah, yeah. What do you have as like your profile description? Uh, what does it say about? Well, you? there's like they ask you those three questions. So I haven't been on. In uh, yeah, so they'll yeah. ask you like three questions. Like, um, I'm trying to think of the ones that I have on there are. What's your astrological sign? I have no idea. You don't know? No, like, I'm, I'm an Aries. Into, I don't know anything uh, about uh, astrology, but I'm an Aries. March. I don't know. Pisces? So you're the one. Is it Pisces? I don't know. I do Pisces. Yeah. Yeah. Pisces, yeah. Right. Pisces, yeah. Okay. Yeah. March. Yeah. So they ask you three questions. Like, hey. What do you like to eat on Thursdays? Um, Who's your hero? Stuff like that, or is it yeah, a- or no, like uh, your simple pleasures. 
What is your stuff well, like that? So well, I just what said, is a simple pleasure? I, <laughs> <laughs> I just said being anywhere on the water with a drink in my hand. That's okay. a simple pleasure to me. What's a simple pleasure for you, Scuba? For me, peace and quiet. Mike, I was gonna say that solitude, not doing anything. Me competing. It doesn't matter what it is. I love to compete. <laughs> uh, if it's playing pickup basketball or beating my wife in cards. I don't like losing to her in cards. She's pretty good. I just I love to compete in anything. That's why I like golf. It's not so much I like golf. Golf drives me freaking crazy. Yeah. But I like to compete. It's like where I fill that cup now is, is competition. What's another question on there? Um, a typical Sunday. Uh, how do you spend a typical Sunday? What's so your, now with sports, I say um, watching football. Scuba? Uh, for me, it's uh, watching the kids, doing some work, and eating food. Mike? Sunday is my favorite day of the week. I go for a long run on a Sunday. I get an acai bowl, and then I watch football. Sunday for me is usually traveling home and being tired. Travel day. <laughs> <laughs> Not the sexiest, especially if I'm on the road. Travel day. And then, yeah, now watch it. Give me what, the other question, Kevin. Uh, let's make sure we're on the same page about, and I say our kids being D1 athletes. Oh, yeah. Is it important to you to have a girl that's an athlete? That would be great. What's, you know, for me, I'm very lucky. I don't know if my wife can say the same. She is an extreme athlete, like in every way. Hand-eye coordination, she's strong, she runs fast, and she thought she could outrun me. And She literally thought she could beat me in her sprint, and she can't. And I'm not, because I'm a man, I'm built bigger and stronger but I'm, if we're putting us on athletic skills, like zero to 100 percentile, I'm 20 points below her. But I'm stronger than her. I can run faster than mm -hmm. her. And I was a pretty good athlete, but I worked really hard. And I tried to learn everything I could to give me advantages. So for her, we pray to God that when, if we have kids, it gets her athletic ability and my tenacity. Because if it's the opposite... And that dang kid gets my athletic ability, and her, in we're in trouble, man. We're in trouble. Uh, but yeah, she's a math, she's a great athlete. But you want to have kids that play sports. Yeah. But you weren't a D one athlete, so now. No, I, I, well, I, you're a D two athlete, right? I, yeah, but that's because I didn't take care of my grades. Yeah, it's, it's like my buddies I know like, man, sounds, if I want to blow my knee out, I definitely made saying, it in the pros. I'm just saying, um, I, I did really well in college, uh, community college, and uh, yeah, I didn't have the grades. I messed up. You know what? I'm not going to press on that. Scuba, what, what do you think? What? you got to be on the same page about what. What would you write this down here? Uh, for me, it'd be kids because my ex-wife wasn't for it and one of the reasons why we left each other. So kids are important, which, shocker, I have children now with mm -hmm. my wife and everything's good. Mike, what would you put on that question? You got to love superhero movies. Your wife loves them? Oh, yeah. That was one of the first things we bonded over. Hmm. Um, I would say we need to be on the same page about you being okay that I'm on my phone all the time. <laughs> they love that idea. Yeah, I'll tell you about yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. Probably wouldn't get a lot <laughs> not, of likes not, on that one. <laughs> not a big fan at all. Not a big fan at all. Uh, and and how'd the date go with the girl? It went well. And you going out again? Yeah. I, uh, yeah, we went out for the first time. We've Where gone do you out go? Where three times now. Oh, dang. Yeah, I know. It's getting pretty serious. Younger make girl out? or older girl? Two, three years younger than me. Okay. Did you make out? Yeah. Did, where'd you take her? Uh, the first night we went, to <laughs> I went to a spot. <laughs> And I was like, hey, it's me here. It's closed, of course. It was closed. So we walked to another one. So you one. took her somewhere that was closed? Yeah. I know. It said it was open online. I even made reservations, by the way. You uh, made a reservation, but it was closed? It was closed. It was stupid. And then we went out just in Midtown. Grabbed a couple drinks. Okay. Last week, we went to uh, Leaper's Fork. So, okay, now you're driving 45 minutes with mm -hmm. her to get out of there. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty good? Yeah. Yeah. Three well, dates. Well, I know. Yeah. Are you having conversations about, are you dating anybody else? 
No, not yet. It's only been a couple weeks. We're hanging out again this weekend, I think. So we'll see. Okay, good luck. Thanks. Well, that love talk brought to you by <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Bone. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's it. Uh, Ian Rappaport, and I think you'll like this. It's a great talk. We're super appreciative Ian came on the show. And that's that on that. Here you go. Ian, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Hey, pretty good. I'm, I'm pumped to have you on for a lot of reasons because I know you, you know the real answers to a lot of this stuff. And mostly, you know, before the season started with Lamar and his contract situation, like how close do you think they got to actually landing a deal before they called it off and Lamar said he was just going to play the whole season? Um, you know, I would say they got, they made progress, but I never got the sense, like I never had my finger on the button. You know, like there's times when I'll be reporting on a contract and I'll be like, all right, it's ready to go. It's ready to go finalizing. And I'll say like, can I go? And, you know, we'll sort of talk it through like that way. Um, it was never like that. I think they, they did work. They tried to get there. It never got to a point where Lamar like almost took it and then didn't. It just, they weren't really in the same world. When you know there's, what I mean? And so he's playing. When there's a contract situation like that, like what are the factors that we don't understand that's actually in a contract that would keep it from being agreed upon? This to me was more about guaranteed money than anything else. And really what, what happens with a player for a contract and like, you know, any person really, but for players, it, like, let's say I'm an agent and I'm about to negotiate Lamar Jackson's deal. And by the way, he doesn't have an agent, so it's just him doing it. But let's say he did have an agent. The agent would say, well, what's most important to you? What do you want? Because you're never going to get everything you want. Nobody has all the leverage, like rarely, rarely happens. So it's always a compromise. So it's like, what do you want? Do you want the most guaranteed money? Do you want the most yearly average? Do you want the most full guarantees? Do you want everything front-loaded? Do you want to beat this guy? And if you don't beat this guy, then we're just not doing a deal. I need to know that. Are you okay with a number that looks to be one thing, but really is kind of backloaded, so it's not really, but you want to say you're the highest paid? That happens too. What's most important? I think with Lamar Jackson, most important is what is the full real guarantee? And I know he wanted to get as close to Deshaun Watson as he could. Ravens made a real and legitimate offer. It wasn't close to what he wanted. And he said, I'm good. I'll wait. So when he says, I'm good, I'll wait, does that really mean I'm good, I'll wait? Or are they still like tinkering, like softly in the background? Well, you know, the Ravens always are tinkling. Tinkling. They're not tinkling. <laughs> they're tinkling. Um, well, yeah, anyway, I'm not, I'm not going to go further with the joke there. Um, the Ravens are always tinkering. So, you know, they've done deals in midseason for different players. They did one for Ronnie Stanley. They did one for Marlon Humphrey. They've done deals. So I'm sure the Ravens would like to do a deal at some point this year. And I'm pretty sure Lamar Jackson is like, I'm good. Well, I'm just going to play and I'm good. And, you know, he is a different dude. He doesn't have an agent. He sounds like himself. He works like himself. He's got his own support system that really no one else understands or has. He is just a different dude. And because he's so talented, he's always come out on the right end of this thing. And that's where he's going to be this time, I think. But he continues to get questioned and he continues to really just not care, which in a way I respect. I watched some of the press conferences, especially a couple of weeks ago, and they would ask him the question over and over. And he would say, yeah, like I said, I'm not going to talk about that. And he doesn't. He doesn't talk about it. He just says, I'm going to, I'm going to move on to something else. And, right. and, and that's actually kind of rare because usually what happens is players will say, you know, I'm not going to talk about it. And then they'll ask again and he'll be like, what I'm not going to talk about is this. And they'll <laughs> say whatever they wanted to not say. 
um, you know, he is really disciplined. He I, is never, and his camp, which is really his mom, is never going to do anything to put him at risk. So, like, for me, not that my opinion matters, but for me, it's really hard to find info on him because he doesn't tell anyone and nobody cracks. So it's actually really like when I found out that he had COVID two years ago, two years ago, I guess. Yeah, I think whatever that was, I think two years ago, it was hard to get because not a lot of cracks in his, you know, whatever. But anyway, pretty interesting. Moving to Miami and, and Tua, you know, whenever Tua goes out, I, the first game when he when he gets up and he's stumbling around and we all see it and it looks like a head injury, but they say it's a back injury. And we know how the saga has played out up to this point. Yeah. But what do you know? I just, and I know nothing compared to you, but is there any chance those coaches really did not do the proper thing with Tua from the first incident onto that next game? Well, we're going to find out because the NFL investigation is wrapping up. Um, and I don't know when this airs. But when does this air? Today. Oh, well, perfect. Then we're not going to know. Um, so I better do a lot of things that don't make you, I better not make you edit this a lot, I guess. You know what? Uh, we, we won't edit it anyway. We, I'm an idiot all the time. So, but you, oh, cool. you're good. You're good. So it'll just be what it is. It is what that it is. Like I've had to explain this to my sons where I'm like, I screw up on TV all the time. And they're like, what happens? You go back. I'm like, oh no, you it's just live. <laughs> you just screw up. And that's just, people see you do dumb things and you just go, wow, that guy's an idiot. And they just move on anyway. Um, so we're going to find out. The question isn't, did he have a concussion? I mean, that was the question before, during the game. And he was, you know, looked at by like five different doctors, the independent trauma surgeon, um, the neurologist, the team doctors, second opinions. Nobody believed he had a concussion. I know that is not what everybody sort of wants, but that's just what it is. Nobody believed he had a concussion except for a lot of us watching at home. But what the investigation is going to say is, was the protocol followed? Were the rules followed? And if they were, but the outcome wasn't what everyone wanted, then that's in a weird way, like almost okay. The protocol was violated, was not followed. That's more of a problem. That's when you see people get in trouble. That's when you'll see, you know, discipline and that sort of thing. So we're going to find out probably this week on what this all means. I just, being somebody that's also in a highly competitive field, you are, I am, they are, obviously there's much more physical. I just don't know if I would put my entire career on the line to fake a test for my quarterback because that's what all those guys would be doing if they didn't follow protocol to get them back in a game. They would, in essence, be putting their careers on the line for Tua to get back a game early. I mean, that's almost unthinkable, right? I mean, you know, for me, like, let's let's go the other way. Let's say that... People have sort of blamed or whatever. Um, People have sort of blamed uh, the Dolphins or Mike McDaniel or Dolphins doctors for putting him in there. So let's assume that it's a vast conspiracy. So that means the team doctor put his license at risk. The unaffiliated neurotrauma expert put his license at risk. Um, The head coach put his reputation with not just two, with all his players at risk to put him in a game of a second half in week three. I don't, I just, I don't see it. It's just too much, too much conspiracy for not enough win. Like if it was a Super Bowl and you say like, does people put their futures at risk? I bet, I don't know, maybe, I guess this, no. So could there have been mistakes? Absolutely. We'll see. But 
Was it an intentional conspiracy to make sure he played the second half of a game in week three? My guess is probably not. Yeah, that's how I feel about it too. I mean, it's just a lot of people being involved, a lot of lips that have to be tied shut, and then a lot of risk to like long-term career for, again, a half or a game. But again, like yourself, we'll just wait and see. Is your phone ever on silent? I mean, being a guy that gets all this information and, you know, you're one of the best, if not the best at your job, is it ever on silent where you just go, I can't turn my phone on? Uh, It's a lot of times on silent, um, but it's always on vibrate. Uh, it's never off. And people always ask me like, oh man, like when can you turn your phone off? And I'm like, it's actually more stressful to turn my phone off. <laughs> it really is. Because let's say I'm on vacation and I'm in Hawaii, which I haven't been to in like 10 years, but let's just say I'm in Hawaii and I'm on the beach and my phone buzzes. Like I can tweet something real fast and be done with it. But what's way more stressful is turning my phone off and being like, I don't know what came mm-hmm. like could be anything like if I or if I'm on vacation and I get some news, I can call one of my colleagues and be like, hey, chase this down. But yeah. turn the phone off like that's just stress, man. And I'm trying <laughs> this job is stressful enough. I'm trying everything I can to sort of alleviate some of the stress. It feels like every week OBJ is you know, showing up and doing official visits like he was in college. You know, he's in Tampa one week. You know, he's with, the, yeah, yeah. He was with the Giants the other day. Uh, one, how healthy is he? How, how quickly can he actually contribute? And where is he going to go? First of all, uh, just for clarity's sake, these are not official visits. These are official in his mind, but they are not actually official. Like he did not meet with the Giants. He visited a friend at the Giants building, which is Sterling Shepard, but he did not actually meet with the Giants. And when he visited the Bucks, when he went to the game, because they were at the Superdome and he was there, he also didn't visit with the Bucks or the Saints. He just was there. And, you know, I think it's it's fine. It's all fine because, you know, he really would like to be in the news. And if you're a free agent, the more people talk about you, the more interest there is. It's all good. Um, he's not healthy yet. I don't get the sense his health is going to be determined imminently. So you're probably looking at early November at best. So he's just going to be in the news until he ends up signing, you know, my guess is he ends up signing, um, you know, ends up signing with the Rams, but we'll see if a team with playoff aspirations or playoff interest or whatever ends up jumping in front of them. I read that Jerry Jones said Dak did not have grip to throw a ball yet. Therefore he will not be playing this week against the Eagles. If Cooper keeps winning games. Nope. No, I'm not even saying there's, I'm hold on. I'm not saying, is there going to be a I'm just saying, if he let's say he beats the Eagles, it's gonna make Rams, mi- Rams this week. But yes, oh yes, excuse me, the Rams, then the Eagles, right? In order, is that the that? Let's say he wins that divisional game against the Eagles, and the Eagles are undefeated. He he goes two and zero, two more, two more wins. It's gonna be really difficult on Dak to come back, considering his replacement just went what five and zero or six and zero, right? Won't that is that's not a good mental health situation to have to arrive in? Wouldn't you just wait till you lost a game before you put Dak in? <laughs> Just let it ride. I mean, like that's how Dak got the job. Um, you know, everybody, I mean, if you remember, it's crazy, but Dak was a fourth rounder. They were like, I don't know, we don't know what we have here. And he wasn't even a great practice player at that point. So when they put him in a game, it's like, we have no idea what he's going to be. And then he was really good and he won a bunch of games and Romo came back and Romo was like, I got to retire because this guy's too good. Uh, it's not going to be the same for Dak. Um, he's going to get his job back. My guess is the Eagles, but 
the fact that he can't grip a football now is not great. And it also really makes you kind of like roll your eyes a little bit at some of the, you know, injury prognostications of the last month. Cause I don't know how much of it was, you know, it was like source Dak is targeting the Rams game. I'm like, okay, but he can't grip a football. So that's not going to happen. You know, like even me saying Eagles, like, I think that's the best case, but might not be ready. Might be the next week. You know, do you think in a, in a twisted sort of way, Dak hopes that rush doesn't go six, seven and oh, I hope not. Uh, I was thinking that, I mean, no, I hope not um, because they want to make the playoffs and they want to win the Super Bowl. And, you know, the better that Cooper Rush does, the better it is. Um, now, I will say this. What this has made us realize, I think, is that the Cowboys are good. Like, Dak's going to be better than Cooper Rush. I feel a lot of confidence saying that. This defense, I was at the Giants game, like, they are nasty. And they are aggressive and like they will keep teams in game. Dak's going to be fine, but the Cowboys, I think, are good. And that's been interesting to find out. What's different about Parsons on the field? Because I mean, we watch, I mean, I watch him, right? And he's dominating, he's fast, he's, you know, he runs wide receiver speed. But what do the other players say makes him so special that allows him to just dominate? Well, I think there's two things. One is he goes hard all the time. So, you know, in life, just like in football, if you make the effort, you're generally fine. Like you try hard to do something. It's like in, in our world, like if someone wants to be a reporter and they're bad at a bunch of things, but they work really hard and want to be good. I'm always like, that guy's probably going to be good because that's kind of what it takes. Just want to be good and try hard. You're like 75% of the way there. The other thing is for some strange reason, Mike, Micah Parsons is an off the ball linebacker. That is his job, but he is just as good at like three other jobs. And I don't understand how this happened, but like if he was a full-time pass rusher, he'd be one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. If he was a full-time off the ball linebacker, he'd be one of the best in the NFL. If he was an inside linebacker, as opposed to an outside linebacker, he would also be one of the best in the NFL. There's just not a lot of guys like this that like are so good at multiple things where like he was a tough evaluation because people are like, well, what is he? It's like, he's all the things which is amazing. Justin Herbert, where are we on his injury and, and when will he be back to full mobility? Uh, getting really close. You know, I don't think he was hundred percent last week, but he was better, looked better, was better. Um, you know, he'll be off the injury report. He'll be a full participant, you know, generally two to three weeks for those rib cartilage fractures and you're good. Um, I think he's getting real close and you know, the crazy thing and nobody, I mean, he's awesome. And tackles are not sexy, but they had a rookie left tackle who was drafted in the sixth round who was drafted to be a guard who came in and played awesome. Um, to me, they're looking like the team we all thought they were, and I think they're going to kind of keep doing this. Do the Colts suck? Maybe. Maybe. I kind of hope not um, because I like a lot of their people, but maybe. Yeah, I mean, they should have a really good defense. And Shaq Leonard, who used to be Darius Leonard, has been out there not very much, and he's got a broken nose, and he's probably not, he's definitely not going to be out there Thursday night either. But they run the ball well. Matt Ryan has fumbled the ball a lot. The only way they don't suck, I think, is if Matt Ryan cleans up the fumbles and all of those possessions turn into just regular possessions, right? Because, like, you fumble nine times, you take those away, you score touchdowns of what, three of those drives, maybe a field goal and a couple more, like, you're better. But if he's going to, be loose with the ball like that they're not gonna be good at all i want to ask you kind of a personal question you are from new york but 
and I've been to Starkville many times. And as a matter of fact, my team Arkansas is playing in Starkville this weekend, so I may be down there this weekend. But you well, go scary game for them. Scary it, game. It is a scary game. Well, our quarterback may not have even playing. It may be a, a whole brutal situation in itself. But you go from being a guy in New York, guy in the East Coast, to living in Starkville, Mississippi. Is that a culture shock for you? Um, it was. Um, I loved it. I really like the South and my wife's from Mississippi. I met her there when I was living in Starkville. She was a student in Mississippi state. Um, and I, so when I took the job, I told the editor, I only took the job under the agreement that I would live in the college town, which seems normal. But at the time they never had that before. It was a Jackson newspaper, Jackson, Clarion Ledger. So all the writers lived in Jackson, drove up two hours, reported and drove back. I'm like, no, I want to be immersed in this culture, this team. I want to live there. Uh, and I did. And it was a small town. They got like three bars and restaurants. Um, and like when I'm waiting online for things, it, my turn is up when it's up. You know, like in New York, you're like, come on, I got this like bagel coming. You know, like I got things to do. I got like four appointments. Like, let's go. In Mississippi, your turn is up whenever they say it's up. It's almost and like island time. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, it's the clock is different, you know? And uh, it's like, people talk to you online and when they say like, you know, how you doing? They like actually want to know. Right. And they wave at you. Like, just driving you know, through. What's going on in New York? What's going on is like, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> Here in South, it's like, what actually is happening? So I had to get used to just like talking to random people that I didn't know. Um, I loved it though. The food is great. People are awesome. Um, I lived in the South five years. I lived in Starkville. I lived in Tuscaloosa. Uh, and I would, you know, for the right situation, I would definitely move back. I want to talk about Tuscaloosa for a second, and we have just a couple minutes left. But you covered Saban and Belichick separately. Uh, yeah. a, a lot's been made of their friendship or their professional friendship, and some of both. But what can you? What are the similarities between those two? Working with them separately, independently, and then how are they different? Uh, similarities. What both of them are crazy because they could stand on the field, stand on the sideline. A game goes by with 70 plays and you could ask them, both of them, they both can do it about a specific player on a specific play. And just watching the game from the sidelines, they can tell you what that player did. It is bonkers. So you'd be like, uh, Nick on that touchdown, you know, the left tackle looked like he kind of like, Oh yeah, he got outside his guy. He pinned him in and that sprung the run. And you're like, God, how did you see that? But they both can do it. So football wise. And it's, it's wild because they could tell you what everyone did on a certain player, what they're supposed to do, what the play was before and after and what happened. It's like beyond crazy to me. Um, both of them are really good at explaining football to idiots. And by that, I mean reporters. Um, so I like like Belichick specifically, but Saban would do it too. But Belichick specifically, if you ask him a football thing, he'll really tell you. Like he will explain to you in a way that is like palatable, which I always thought was so cool. Um, they're different in that Bill is the most disciplined person, really person that I've ever met. He will go into a press conference and if he doesn't want to say something, you're not getting it out of him. Like he and I got along for a lot of reasons. I think one of the reasons was I knew I was never prying injury news from his lips. It wasn't going to happen. So if he didn't want to say it, I'd ask him once I'd move on and we'd talk about other stuff because you can't force anyone to say anything with Saban. You kind of can, um, you ask him over and over and he'll lose discipline and he'll just kind of say whatever. So I could go into a Belichick press conference and know what I'm getting. 
And I would go into a Saban press conference and it could literally be anything. It could be, I told you I'm not going to talk about that. What do you want me to say? This guy got suspended and I'm disciplining him here, here, and here. And here's who we're going to replace him with. I'm not just going <laughs> to do that. Who you, and he'll be like, you just did that. So different there. Um, both are just fascinating to cover and get to know. Which one do you think you'd be better friends with in real life if it was just friendship? Um, probably Belichick because he can turn it off a little better. Like, you know, I like I'll run into Bill, like say at the combine or something, and I'll want to talk about football, but instead we'll talk about horse racing for 45 minutes. Like Saban doesn't really do that when he's business. Bill kind of does. So that's a little different. You guys follow Ian at Rap Sheet on Twitter and Instagram and all over NFL Network. Hey, big fan of your work. Just appreciate the hustle and the insight. And thank you for spending some time with us today, Ian. No, thank you for having me. This is really cool. And if nothing else, I get to look at my own picture for about 22 minutes. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's four of them too, not just one, four with all a slightly different gesture. All right, Ian, talk to you later, buddy. All right, great stuff, man. Thank you for having me. Theme song written by me, Bobby Bones, and performed by Brandon Ray. Brandon's an awesome artist. Follow Brandon on socials at Brandon Ray Music. Thanks to our guests and thanks to our crew. My co-host, Adam Hambrick, at Adam Hambrick. Our segment producer, at Kickoff Kevin. Our video producer, at Producer Eddie. Head producer, at Mike Distro. Most importantly, thank you for listening. I'm Bobby Bones, and we will talk to you next week on 25 Whistles. <laughs>